Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you'd never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. Oh, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. <laughs> hmm. And we're here to give you our professional. Professional. Professional review on Drag RuPaul. Race Holland Report. RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Why did I put RuPaul there? Yeah, Drag Tom. Race Holland. Wow. I know, Wow. Right? <laughs> Wow! Just that again. I mean, no, no. I want, I want everyone to see what I have to work with. <laughs> I profe- am I'm the unprofessionalism. Yeah, I want, I want everyone to see that I really carry the show. <laughs> that I am the Beyonce of you this are. whole thing. I'm not even a Michelle. I'm like a Latoya or a Latavia. I should, I should just do the, the intro myself. This is Doctor Tom. He is a psychiatrist. <laughs> I am a performer, and Tom is drinking already. I've had like one sip of wine. You had two cocktails. Earlier. I had one Aperol spritz. Well, you know what? It showed because you <laughs> you fucked up your lines. So. <gasps> You you stuffed I, it I'm, up. I'm not the one who's dropping f bombs like some <laughs> uncouth. La, la ganja. I walked it. Uh, yeah. No. Big girl walking on the really street, <laughs> walking on the. Mm. She's overthinking it. She's she's thinking about Think a sandwich. About a sandwich. <laughs> Everyone, welcome back welcome to Drag back. Race Holland. Now we are on episode <laughs> four. Episode four. Yes, we are. Uh, three girls have gone. We're in our top seven already. Who were the two of the three that are left? Give me the order. Who are left? Yeah, no, they're who who have left. Oh, okay. So Juicy went first. Juicy, uh-huh. Juicy Couture, then Reggie B, and then like my heart broke when Love Masisi left last week. I think everyone's hearts broke. Well, a lot of people responded to the Instagram post about Love Masisi. There's clearly a huge amount of love out there for her, and I think nobody really commented on her snatch game performance, which is fair enough because it it was the weakest performance, which pains me to say. It, but slave to the rhythm. No, I, I can't. I can't even listen to that song anymore. It's so awkward. And um, but people loved her Greta Gremlin. So, so ask so me people, a question. Just ask me any question. Um. Uh, how are you today? I feel like a slave to the. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the job interview. So, what do you want this job? Well, slave. <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be fun. Um, usually for Drag Race Holland, we just get straight into it, don't we, Tom? Well, we don't have a lot of extra goss to report on I today, do, really. Well, I don't think. You know, upon reflection. Upon reflection. Because I reflect on things, Tom. You do. I'm, you're I'm very a reflecting kind of person. person. Yeah. yeah. Call you. me a sun visor because I just <laughs> reflect. <laughs> Bam. Uh, I was looking at last week and seeing Tabitha in the bottom. I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but the Countess had a really bad snatch game, but she looked stunning on the runway. Oh, I mean, that's the other look that people really responded to. Whereas Tabitha had a good performance in the snatch game, Mm -hmm. but she didn't bring it as much as the Countess. It just seems to me like they are placing more value in what the girls are bringing to the runway over the performance. Now, mm. we all know how I feel about that. Yeah. The, the the runway is what you bring with you. It's not what you apply in the moment. Mm-hmm. It is what you prepare beforehand. And a lot of the time, it's not your own work. Yeah, yeah. It's the work of other people that are on you. Yes, maybe you had some influence in how it looks, but you a lot of, the, a lot of these girls don't make the stuff that they bring. Mm-hmm. So for me... The runway always should come second. However, it's like last, the cherry on the cake that yeah. we always talk about. Really, yeah, it? it should yeah. be the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if, if you're if you're unsure about a queen, you go to the runway, and then that that decides whether that king that queen stays mm-hmm. or, or goes. So 
just just looking at how it went last week, how Tabitha was actually in the bottom three, which was despite weird. Despite the me. performance that was given in the snatch game, I mean, whereas Robert- Countess was safe, I just felt that mm. yeah, because the snatch game is something that you, you also prepare, but it's the match challenge. It's what's in the moment. It's how you perform there, there, and then. Yeah. So I feel like they need to look at that, especially if it's a snatch game. Snatch game much is more. Such, exactly. It's such an iconic kind of, you know, improv comedy uh, challenge that it has to be factored in far heavier than any runway, I would say. Um, but like, yeah, it was, it was. I thought the judging was was a was a was a bit funny last week. A little bit funny. A little bit funny looking. Mm. Um, because it was so weird to see Tabitha in the bottom three when we put her in the top three for performance in the snatch game yeah and actually the runway was of a very high caliber last week and tabitha did actually step it up quite a lot and i've not enjoyed her runways so far not a huge amount they were really critical of the exposed neck part and that's fair enough but it was again it was like "Mm, you need to appreciate that she has stepped her up quite a lot here actually there were a lot of prosthetics as an elaborate costume she could have painted that that neck. I mean, she really could have. I think I I do think Tabitha is not like a very kind of like visual aesthetic person. She's a comedian. Yeah, she's a real comedian, and she's she's fabulous. She is. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, we have the Countess, who she's just a vision. Every time she step, whether she's in drag or out of drag, she's like she's she's wearing designer brands. She's a couture. She's gorgeous. She really is. Um, but should we have a little, just think about like, who's leading and who's trailing in our heads? Well, Keita Minaj is two wins. I mean, so she's in my mind, really Keita's at the runner. top. Yeah. And then we've got Countess and Vivaldi, who also have one win. Yes. Certainly, who have one win each. Yeah. And then everyone else is just there. I mean, the <laughs> the bottom is obviously Ivy, who has yes. um, two lip syncs. So Ivy's not even been in the top, let alone won anything. She's actually never been been safe to my mind she's, she's only been bottom three or lip sync she is holding on she is she really is she's, she's struggling to make a mark on the competition she's kind of struggling um like circling the drain at this point mm-hmm. um and then like everybody else is kind of like bobbing along relatively safe kind of like vanessa puni um who am i missing Count, oh, Tabitha. Is, Tabitha. Tabitha has at least had a low placement. I think Puni and Vanessa are our safe girls. I think Puni should have had more high placements so far. I think they've judged her quite harshly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's strange. I feel, Tom, and I'm saying I feel, I felt. Good, I feel yes. And I'm responding. That Vivaldi it might be getting a push. Yeah, she's That's get, just something that I feel. I think so. I think we're not getting her in the way that production is loving her. Yeah. A little bit of a crystal method kind of situation. Like, oh, she's kooky. She's kooky. The kids are going to love kooky. I mean, that nappy that she wore that you you told me about <laughs> earlier, that nappy was high. Which got her Girl. a high placement. The, the coat she created was gorgeous, but the nappy was such a weird focal point. And compared and to... And she didn't tuck. You could see everything going down there. I didn't like that. I'm not going to criticise her. I am criticising. Okay, well, that's fine. Okay, cool. That's fine. So don't take away my feedback because you I'm don't not. feel the same way. Just listen to it. I said, I'm not going to yeah, criticise yeah, okay, her Okay, cool. That. But, okay. but don't, don't, don't I didn't come say, at me for I my didn't feelings. Say, I didn't say, Paolo, don't you dare criticise. I, I think you need to listen to what I'm saying, okay, okay and the words wow. coming out of my mouth. Yeah, for someone who stuffed up the intro, <laughs> I really feel like you're you're feeling a bit too powerful for no reason right now. Whoa, what was that? Um, a can that you left lying around. Um, but, but, like, when you think of the design challenge and how, like, 
Puni was gorgeous. Keita was gorgeous. Vanessa was pretty gorgeous too. And Vivaldi was placed high and them were... I found the judging a little. A little bit funny looking. Yeah, something's going on. Something's going on. Well, here we are. It's a new day. It's a new week. A new We're day. ready to give these girls a bit of love. We are. Masisi. No. <laughs> a, bit, uh, a bit of attention. A bit of reflection. A bit of attention. A bit of... Um... Drag queens don't like attention, you know. No, they hate it. <laughs> they hate it. Let's get on to the next episode. And goodbye, love, Masisi. Congratulations, Ivy. I think Ivy... Does Ivy feel like she's a cleaner because she's been wiping that mirror... <laughs> Every week. Which the Countess is very quick to point out. The Countess is so shady. I love I lo- her. I love her confessionals. Like, her one-liners are great every week. Because she's so deadpan with everything as well. And she looks so immaculate sitting there in her, you know, Andy Warhol. Right, in, in, right. In Mondrian she's like one kind of, those of bo- look. She's one of those bourgeois queens that are just, like, mm. judging everyone. Oh, poor, <laughs> poor, poverty. Uh. Poor, talentless, ugly. Yes. Where is my crown? I, why am I here? Why do I have to do this? I painted her face. Yeah. Uh, they've said goodbye to Love My CC and they get on to the next day. Any, any points of combo? I'm just sad to see Love My CC go. Um, I just felt like it wasn't, the show just wasn't for her, for such an amazing queen. Um, I, I, I saw her in the top four when I first met her. When I first met her. Yeah. Yeah. When she stepped into our living room. On TV. Yeah. (laughs) When she walked into my heart. Yeah. On episode one. Mm. Now we go to the next day. The next day is a mini challenge, which is the library. The library is open. It is indeed. It's one of the times that we get to see who's quick on their feet. But then obviously it's not really. I wish it really was who's quick on their feet. Now, I don't know if it's the same as every other um, franchise, but we do know nowadays it's not... Surprise! You have to read mm-hmm. someone. They are told uh, that it's the reading challenge and they get time to write to write down their reads. Is that how it goes, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's never a in-the-moment quick wit, which I would love to see because then you get you, you, people are caught out, like um, Tatiana, season two. Yeah. She's so quick to mouth, to be mouthy to everyone and, like, try to call people out on stage like the angel Tyra why would you ever come for Tyra <laughs> but you know that's another story and then in the moment when they threw it on her she had nothing to say she, she had She's nothing like, to say to. smile for me don't smile for me wow Devil Wears Prada thank you how original where's your wit <laughs> so I was just like okay cool but that really I mean Juju B when Juju B was like ha I am I'm gonna read her to filth <laughs> legendary you think you are legendary looks like leg and dairy let's not forget was your barbecue cancelled because your grill is fucked <laughs> oh, she was great. i love how rupaul started laughing halfway through that joke because she knew what the punchline was, was. yeah <laughs> so that, that's what i that's what I, 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 I yeah i do get what you're saying there because i think the in so many you know we say it often about the first season of drag race that it was less produced, there was less preparation. So it really showed who was an amazingly witty queen, your Juju Bees, basically. Yeah. Although Pandora was good in that as well. Um, she was. She was good in that first, um, well, in that reading challenge. Was that the first reading challenge or did it have one in season one? No, it was season two. It was season, season two. two. was the first Snatch reading Game challenge. and reading challenge both originated in season two. Raven was good as well in like, you know, a drag hostessy kind of way. Yeah, so the one of this one was Little Pony. Were there any reads that really stood out for you? I, I'll be I, honest, I, not, not, not much. I did, 
I did find Puni funny. I, I found it bizarre how little Tabitha there was. I think she had like one joke. Yeah. Usually the girls who are going to win, they show like three jokes. Uh, three funny jokes because there's plenty of material there. Um, Vanessa was quite funny. Um, but yeah, Puni stood out. I think you called it actually before before it was announced. Do you know why? Because she had more airtime, and it was it was it was completely it's, formulaic as opposed to uh, who made me laugh. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what the last reading challenge to really make me laugh was? When probably was New Zealand, New Zealand, Australia. Well, that was this year. Yeah, but that that <laughs> I remember like it was laughing. Like two um, where um, who was it? Uh, Simone. Who mm. was the um the young one? Oh, that was very very. Who good. was the young? Who was the young queen? Etc. 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 Now for a little update for the room, she goes by the pronouns they them. For example, they haven't been in the top, so we won't be seeing them in the finale. <laughs> it was very, I very was good. like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, also um, Kita Kita. I was going to say Kita Minaj. Who was it? Kita, um, Kita Mean. Kita Mean. Uh-huh. She's like, um, electroshock, man. <laughs> She's like, man. So, yeah, it was, I it think, was good. Th- I think reading is really built into um, Aussie and Kiwi queen culture. I think they're comedians, aren't they? I and think like, harsh humor is very much part of it. I think it's a very Aussie Kiwi mm. humour, isn't it? Well, yeah. I was gonna, I, I was gonna say, isn't it? But you won't know, will you? Because yeah. you're not from there. I did live there. Yeah, for a year, Tom. Yeah, six doctoring mo- six months. Yeah, not as a drag queen though. <laughs> no, no, not in the performance entertainment. Wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> was it the same look that you do every other time with a different I, name? I actually, I was going to go to Rocky Horror Show one day, but I couldn't get like an outfit and that together, so I didn't oh. bother. Any. But I thought I'm either going to go as Frank and or not at all, and I went or Beyonce or Madonna with the same costume, same wig, same makeup. I've never been dress. Beyonce actually, <laughs> so you can paint to be. Uh, Oh gosh, I can't even finish that quote. It's Bianca yeah. quote about it's some of the some of the queen, some of the queen. Let's talk about the Maxi challenge. And is there anything else you want to talk about? No, 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 no. I do want to say this. I really want to see more drama with Vanessa and Vivaldi. Let's see if it pans out. I enjoyed that drama last week. I really did. The uh, Vanessa, the entitled, the queen, mm. walking up and saying, "Hey, girl, <laughs> you're fake." <laughs> no, you're Yo, fake. You're a fake asshole. Yeah, you. No, you. You're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, you're. Don't, I'm calling you, you out you of camera. You see these cameras? They're rolling now, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I want to um, see more of that. I, I, what I got from that was that like, Vanessa. Um, she's used to dealing with the cattiness of pageants. The thing about Vanessa is that she didn't. She, she's not like um, Fifi O'Hara. You know, mm-hmm. you, but I made you. But I'm the one that gave you that. I knew that you were doing. <laughs> Buster, that's why I gave you that person in that challenge. Come back to Party City yeah. where you belong, bitch. Go back and do that one makeup that you know how to do. That one makeup. That's yeah. literally what you just said I to made me, you by the way. I gave you that one, Sharon Needles. <laughs> I gave you that, Sharon Needles. I gave you that one. That's what. But she didn't. She walked up to her classy. She was classy. She's, She's a classy, classy lady. Because she is classy. She is classy. Yeah. So she walked up to her <laughs> all classy and was like, hey, girl. Hi, remember me? She's classy because she is. <laughs> And yeah, I just like I loved their confrontation style. Mm. It was for me. It was very. It's very pageant in the in the backstage, mm-hmm. um, doing the makeup. It's very that kind of like it, I'm being a bitch, but I'm not showing it. But I'm smiling. It's very like um, check your wigs because there there might be a little bit of um, hot glue in there. 
<laughs> smile, smile. <laughs> Teeth and just, just to add some decoration, you know. And the Mexi challenge this week is a rusical. Cinderella the rusical. Yes, it is indeed. And what I enjoyed about this was, I mean, Poonie, for winning the reading challenge, got the job of casting. But she actually did some casting, which we Girl, enjoy. This is the first time. It should happen every time. This is the first time. You know what I loved? It was really like, okay, I want to see you and you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, sit down. You and you, I want you to read for Mama. Yes. Okay, now try that again. Yeah. But try read for Mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, that's what I said. Thank Do you. Which character I gave you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So you want Sleeping Beauty, Countess? No, no. Okay. I'll, I'll well, wake you... up then. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, Valdi. Wake up. <laughs> so the the roles are Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Mama, DJ, and Prince. This their one role. Little Red Riding Hood, Snow White, and Mermaid. So it's like a big kind of Disney princess kind of. Uh, Brothers Grimm kind of conglomerate. What's your favourite Disney or fairy tale? Um, I Fairy tale-wise, the one that sticks out in my mind is The Enormous Turnip. Do you remember that one? I had a book Very of the, vaguely, but that, what? what? I had a that? book of The Enormous Turnip and because um, uh, like they all had to work really, really hard and work together to pull the turnip out and it's like and then the dad tried nice to pull and then suit. the mum tried went behind him to pull and then the girl went behind and then the then the dog helped and the cat helped and Is every, that a fairy tale? It is kind of. I mean it was it was an unusually large turnip. I would say fairy magic was involved somehow. Tom. I just remember you know what, you, what was your, your other favourite fairy tale, James and the Giant Peach? I did well that's not a fairy tale, but I loved oh, I, isn't I it? Roald Dahl. But a turnip is well, it was. It was. Yeah. 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 Mm, okay. Everyone, my favorite uh, fairy tale is definitely... No, it's more Disney is The Little Mermaid. Absolutely. You're a Little, little Mermaid stan. And I also love Moana now. Do, well, she speaks to you, doesn't yeah. she? She speaks used to be in my dating, language. Used to be in your dating profile, actually. In my- that you were uh, akin to Moana. You'd come over the seas. Well, because no one know, knows where I'm from. So I, 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 you know, people here very like, no one knows anywhere outside of the UK. So I had to be like, I Slightly am from untrue, but okay. here, which means, so I had to find something that they could understand. And the gays know Moana. So like I just speak gay language. So I am from the land where Moana comes from. They're like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God, so relatable. Girl, can you introduce me to Maui? <laughs> um, do you have a big hook, sir? Gosh, the things people would say. Say, oh, <laughs> Lord, really? I bet it was vile. What? Come on, yeah. Of course, it was. It was uh, on Grinder. Uh, yeah, exactly. Tom, who speaks romance and poetry in Grinder? I, I used to. <laughs> Could you imagine? I think that would be even weird if someone was to give me poetry. I'd, I'd be like, if someone wants to be really nice, I'd be like, whoa, back it up. I'm like, I'll, I'll overread it. I'd read it again, going, now where is the crudeness? It's somewhere in here. <laughs> oh, she's being passive aggressive. <laughs> wow, she's being passive aggressive. She went that way. What it really comes back to is who is classy and who is not. Yeah. Okay. They're not classy. Vanessa is classy. Vanessa is classy. So should we, who's got the roles then? So we've got Ivy as good. Well, which role would you go for? First the Vaughn. I think the I didn't get a huge sense of what each role represented, but if I were on Drag Race, I'd be thinking comedy over beauty. I'd be thinking about impact, making the judge laugh. And just off the top of my head, probably Mama is probably going to be quite a comedic part. Yeah. 
Um, there's probably room for like a lot. I'm thinking like Evil Queen or Wicked Stepmom kind of thing. Be that bitchy, hilarious villainess that'll steal the show. Mm, I would probably want to be Cinderella. It sounds like it's a very focal role. Because it's a rusical but then- and I would want to sing. <laughs> well, it's lip syncing, darling. What? No, I thought it, I think it's a rusical. Yeah, but Fred said this. Whether they record the vocals beforehand or whether they're just going to lip sync over a track, Fred said it's a lip synced rusical. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Okay. I've I, written the word lip sync here on my notepad. You see? I only wanted to do the, the lead because I wanted a solo. Well, you, you can have that solo. I just wanted a solo. I just wanted a thing. I think you've got to be careful sometimes of like the lead role because they could be a little bit bland. Like remember as Tina Mandela in Drag Race UK 2, she had that kind of like the one, the role that was kind of the lead that was in every scene, but it was bland and it was hard to stand out. Well, it depends on the musical because then if you look at other ones, the leads were a big part of it. Most of the times the lead is a big role. That one Give was weird. Um, when we look at season six, Adore okay. Delano versus Courtney. That that was fine, but that was like there were like two leads there, weren't there? It's not like there was like one kind of like vanilla character running through the whole thing. But there were leads, like yeah. like think of Trump through musical as well. Like wasn't Raja? No, no, who, who was a the lead there? There was no well, lead. Well, there was the Sandy character who was um, oh, yes, Ariel, Ariel Versace, Versace, and she just didn't stand out. That's what these these roles sometimes are. Which is which is weird because doesn't she have music theater background training? Ariel Versace. Yeah, I don't recall that specifically, but she may have. She says that she's a music theater girl. There we go. Okay. I mean, that's why you know she had that Britney. She was um singing that Britney song. <laughs> She was really good as Britney. She was good in the Britney. Part of the Britney. Um, mm. So we got Cinderella. So these are the roles how I was cast. Vanessa got Cinderella, which is because she's beautiful. That fits. Be that yeah. fits. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty went to the Countess because she's just pretty, and she's and in their minds, you're just pretty. We saw your snatch game. <laughs> it's best you just close your mouth and sleep. <laughs> Okay, that's the only way you'll get to the next. Uh, if you want to get to the next maxi challenge, then you just shut up and look pretty. Just take a nap. Yeah, and make sure you look flawless because you absolutely need to shut up. That's what they say to her. How would you say that? All you, all you are, is pretty. So just sleep. Well, she she could retort with like, "Bitch, I won a challenge by being pretty." So yeah, well then keep it up yeah. because it's going to get you to the finale. Mama is Tabitha. Absolutely, f- her audition seemed like a standout. Well, she said "Mirror, Mirror" on the wall, but like, I I am Disney. Mm. It's it was never "Mirror, Mirror." It was "Magic Mirror" on the wall. Okay, it was, it was "Magic Mirror." It's oh, it's girl. it's "Magic Mirror" on the wall. It's it's not "Mirror, Mirror." Um. Who was it? That was one of the Wicked Queens, wasn't it? Was it the Wicked Queen from Snow White? Yes. Yeah. So DJ and Prince went to Keita Minaj. I would love to see how that comes up. But she seems to have the mask role. The no, bro- sorry. Puni. Who? Puni is the prince slash fairy. Oh, well, they went to Puni. Okay. Ke- Keita <laughs> got Red Riding Hood. Ah, uh, okay. selected Prince slash Fairy for herself, which suggests to me, because she had executive control, it must be a pretty juicy role. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So Little Red Riding Hood is... Kita, Kita Minaj. Girl, she didn't even audition for it. Uh, Puni knows Kita inside out, doesn't she? So literally. She literally. Do you know what? Can I just say that, um, that Kita likes to remind everyone mm. as though... To brag, as mm. though to say, yeah, 
he is hot. I've had him. And every opportunity, <laughs> Kira's like, I've been inside you. I tasted you. I've been there. I've been down on you. I've had a familiar. Like, every chance. It's like, we get it. You guys used to go up. We get it. You can pull cute guys. Okay, enough now. I feel like that's what he's doing. It's I feel a bit like, like, he's like, you're both cute. It's fine. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. I, I feel like every chance, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been with him. Yeah, yeah, we went out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really hot because I pull hot people. That's what, it, that's what people are saying when they say that. When people say, exactly. Call somebody hot, they say, I'm just as hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, look at this guy. When I, yeah, I hooked up with this guy and they show you this photo. Yeah, I hooked up with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is Red Riding Hood. But there was a lot of competition. It must be a good role because Vivaldi auditioned for it. Countess auditioned for it. When Countess auditioned for it, I was like, girl, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> that rap shows me that you'd be a great Sleeping Beauty. You're like, go to bed, wig. <laughs> Mm. Uh, and then they gave Ivy the little mermaid because she's from the mermaid house <laughs> I, mermaid I feel mansion. like yeah but like yeah the thing is about that one they're already mentioning that she's in a wheelchair for that, and that's a Bette Midler thing isn't it the Bette Midler mermaid in a wheelchair thing um, can you explain I really don't know what that is I just I don't know huge amounts about it I just know as one of her shows she was a mermaid in a wheelchair and that was like the whole thing it's like oh that's how I get about on land kind of thing and Lady Gaga referenced it in one of her shows and then there was a whole runway theme around it in season 10. Um, the Mermaids were oh in wheelchairs. Oh my gosh, really? Is that where it came from? Mm-hmm. Bette Midler to Gaga to Drag Race. I'm sure there's more to it than that, I but mean, that's my rudimentary Immediately, I just see Aquaria. Oh, so good. That oil that slick. look. I think, she, to me, she was the only one who nailed that week. I mean, some a lot. there was a lot of, like, you know, pastel generic mermaid going on on that runway um she she took a different high fashion route she was gorgeous gorgeous now who do we think is gonna do well who do we think oh vivaldi snow white by the way vivaldi snow white that's everyone isn't it yeah who do we think is gonna do well um i just i just think you know i've got this idea in my head that keita and puni are kind of good at everything they really they're, they're like Team Rocket. <laughs> They're Jesse and James. That's who they are. They, they are Team Rocket. Except they, Team Rocket don't actually succeed at anything at all, but fine. But no, but, but they are Team Rocket. But they are a team. They're busting off and the they, speed of light. And they are on the same level. They are there <laughs> together. And they, they're just blasting through. They are rocketing through this competition. If they're Team Rocket, who is Meowth? Tabitha. Mm, Tabitha, please. <laughs> Tabitha's a cat's name, though, isn't it? Tabitha is not a cat. That face. <laughs> well, I think, speaking of Tabitha, I think she will do well because she's going to bring the comedy and the performance to this role. I do think that. Like, if they've got to sing, I don't know if she can sing, but she's a performer. We've seen video footage of her. She's a she's a veteran performer. Absolutely. I I do worry a bit about Countess. I think this is the kind of thing she might struggle with. But she's sleeping. I think she's. If all she is is beautiful, she's gonna win. She's the winner this week. Do you think she's the Countess? Is she literally taking a nap through the whole thing? Can you imagine if all she had to do was sleep and look pretty, and she won? They're like you. That you played that role so amazing. Wow. What it's gonna be? Yeah, she'll sleep throughout the whole thing. Yeah, not a single line, and then like as the curtain falls, she wakes up. She goes, "Remember, girls, consent is important," and goes back to sleep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They were like, wow. thank you for delivering that powerful message, Countess. Yeah. You're the winner. <laughs> that was one of the most powerful performances we've seen on this stage. You... you have immunity for next week based oh, on that be... challenge alone. I've predicted the future. That's what it's going to be. Tabitha's going to do well. Yeah, Team Rocket's going to do well. I think Vanessa will give it a good go. I don't know how Vivaldi will... Well, I mean, Vivaldi's just won Snatch Game. 
I don't know. They just enjoy her. Let's see how she does. Should we, should we have a quick look at what else is going to... What else, what I, I else th- is We've left out Ivy because we think she's going to struggle, clearly. Oh, I'm, I mean, Ivy... You know what? Ivy is not ready yet. That's what I, I feel. Mm, she's not fully baked, is I, she? No, she's just not ready for the competition yet. Um, maybe she is, but right now what I see is very 101, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what I see is 101. Um, she looks like a a youthful... You know, she, she really wants to be great, yes. and I love that. But I think two more, two, three more years, exactly what... Um, the girl said about Shangela, yeah. you should be on season five. Season, this is, and like, I thought they were being shady, but I think they, 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 there was some truth in it. it I can totally see that. Was. I can see that you want to be an amazing drag queen. I can see that you've got the personality and the will to be one, but you just don't have everything else yet. And, and we've, I've, you know, it, that was right because yes. we've seen the career that Shangela's had and her Ab- performance in All Stars 3. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was truth. There was truth in what they said in the same needs that we said to Ivy. But like, didn't Abby? omg had a bad like she had a bad start and then she started going up yeah that's that's basically her trajectory but she was a bit of a lip sync assassin that's what kept abby in the competition she wasn't like an angry aggressive lip syncer like avi <laughs> hostile she's hostile rap- takeover girl who rapped celine dion i felt like she was <laughs> rapping celine dion on their um there were nights when the wind was so... I felt like she was repping it because she was so angry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think anger is what Celine was feeling at that time. No. It was anguish. Yeah, there's <gasps> mixed feelings, but I think anger was the most prominent. Mm. Anywho, shall we see how the girls do? Great, we've just seen Cinderella the Rusical. Cinderella. Cinderella the Rusical. <laughs> and uh, let's discuss... Should we go girl by girl? Girl, girl by girl. I guess, like, maybe before we get into the girls, overall, what was it like for you? It, I think this is the first non-English language musical that we've watched. Is that fair to say? There wasn't one on Espana. Uh, there wasn't one on the first season of Holland. We've not watched Thailand, but we'll get Did around to it. Did season 13 have one? It had a musical. No. I don't think so. They didn't, did they? Because I was going to say, if Candy was in it, it was also non-English. <laughs> girl, girl, it's the truth. Okay, um, yeah, Oh, they it did wasn't. have a call. They had the social media, the call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you couldn't hear her and either. And Candy was in the that. bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know what language she was rapping in, but... But she was lip-syncing to, to another vocalist. She was like, look, LinkedIn. Oh, no, no it, was it, was her, it was their voice. That's right, yeah. I remember now. Because Tina and Rosé were good. Okay. But Tina was done dirty. Well, well, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. The two leads were amazing. When, when they just decided, to, Tina Burner, you had one moment of not lip-syncing despite carrying the entire thing. You're in the bottom. You're in the bottom. <laughs> that's another example of how the leads um, have great yeah, parts. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, but they, they can choose to make it a, an issue if they wish. Throw that at you. <laughs> Let's start with the lead, who was our real Cinderella, Vanessa. Now, can, uh, can we talk about the moment. the moment? That actually, it was a very it was a eureka moment for me. And a, eure- a eureka moment now on is known as something that makes me emotional because Aww. it touches me. You do have emotions after all, Tom. We we know that I'm more emotional than you. <laughs> What this is this is this is not brand new information. What the way? Why would you say something like that? That's so silly. 
I'm, I'm, I'm full of emotions. I know emotions tend to be for ugly people, but that's just who I am. <laughs> You're the Tom. exception. Okay, You're that's exception. who I am. Yeah. I think Cinderella, uh, Vanessa has to be looked at the most because she's the lead. She is. Are we mentioning her moment in the workroom? Yeah. 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 I mean, oh yes, we are. Sorry, I just. I, I I mean, it was it was a real kind of like story of determination, wasn't it? And like, well, uh, but the the story is, um, after she got her gender reassignment surgery, yeah, she lost all her gigs, which is shocking and because awful. she finally became the woman that she is. Yeah. And now her now what everyone else see reflects how she feels. However, they saw her as a woman. But they didn't see her as a drag queen. And therein lies the whole discussion around trans and um, cisgendered women doing uh, doing drag. And it's just like you have to remember as well that this was in a time before drag race. Possibly. I don't know how old Vanessa is or when she had her confirmation surgery. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Sorry. But I mean, you know, she's she's a veteran queen who's a Miss Continental and all sorts. So she's probably... Yeah, I mean, she's probably been on the scene for a long time. Um, I mean, what it highlights for me there is that, you know, we as LGBTQIA plus people... We get to choose our family. <laughs> we get to choose our family. But we also face so much prejudice from the outside. And it, it makes me so sad when prejudice exists within that community. I've and that's what she felt... was subjected to. Yeah. You know, she's... Just because she's a woman, it does not make her any less of a drag queen. She clearly had like years of, of, of performance and talent under her belt and just... They took it all away from her yeah. and all the achievements were taken from her mm-hmm. because now she was a woman. Now, it just, and it's just nobody's the, business whether she's had her confirmation surgery or not. Like, it's just, it appalls me. We've seen it since day one, trans woman have been a big part Absolutely. of drag, of our culture, of, of a lot of what we do. We can't... Who are we to take them away from it? Absolutely. From anything look, look, in the LGBT. Look, look, back at the, look back at the documentaries like Pageant and... Um, no, sorry, The Queen and um, uh, Paris is Burning. Trans women were interspersed throughout those scenes fully. Like, uh, Crystal Abasia was a trans woman. Pepper Abasia existed in kind of like a non-binary kind of way i think but but also um Reaching dorian stars and dorian corey was a trans exa- woman i was just quoting her oh yeah 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 venus extravaganza was a, a trans exactly. woman these are like iconic yeah. legendary trans women in the drag scene in the performance scene total icons and I they're mean, trans women and their legacy needs to be respected as who was as a gay man? As a gay man again? Oh, it's, it's, it's gay us again. It's, it's, it's us. Yeah, I think it's us. We're, talking, we're the problem. We're, the gay men, we are like, the problem. Not being funny, but we are. We are what, the problem. So what? What? Surgery? <laughs> okay, congratulations, but mm, we're cancelling your gigs. Yeah, sorry. You we know. don't like it. <laughs> no, you're not. You're no longer a gay guy. You're a trans. Uh, yeah. So no. What thank the? You. Who the? What the hell? Exactly. It's we need to start something, Tom. We need to start speaking up. We are right now. Okay, because we are the problem. We are the problem. Our people are the problem here. Well, we we need to stop tr- discriminating against trans women to begin with. We need to start with us. You yeah, know, we do it all the time, you know. Um, but like, yeah, let's. It's um. It was a, it was it was sad mm-hmm. to hear that. It was really. I it's just. It was really heartbreaking, but also I loved, I loved the determination of the story. That like, so I took a cleaning job. Like, but let's not forget, she felt she'd really hit rock bottom and thought about ending her life. Um, 
so she must have been in- incredibly desperate and in the pits of depression and and so you know, of course she would be like the community that had embraced her rejected her when she became the woman she was always meant to be but she dusted herself off she got herself a cleaning job she was a real life cinderella and then she was miss continental this is I, I have abbreviated story. a little bit. It's not like she got a cleaning job and like three weeks later she was Miss Continental. But like, and then somehow while cleaning, she heard about a ball, <laughs> and she went to the ball. Someone yeah. gave her a dress and, and there a were, carriage. There was a fairy godmother. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden now she's Continental. I can only and it's that easy, everyone. So you can do it too. I can only assume the fairy godmother was like Candace Kane or somebody. <laughs> uh, one thing Mandela that she Paul. also discussed that I feel like we need to say is that she obviously being in such a low moment, she contemplated suicide. Mm-hmm. And I just want everyone to know that there is always. There's places um, online, there's places you can call, there's organizations out there, people you can talk to Mm -hmm. um, if you are going through these kinds of things. And I I do implore you that if if you are feeling um, any type of way where you are considering these thoughts, that um, reach out, reach out to um, friends and family, go online, Google suicide hotlines Mm -hmm. and talk to someone because that's very serious. Um, I don't mean to take away from the seriousness of this moment. We have had some sort of weird role reversal in this moment where you've become the responsible psychiatrist. Um, I am also responsible. <laughs> I'm, emo- I'm emotional. I'm a psychiatrist. I'm gassy. I'm bossy. And what else? What else was I awarded, Tom? I was moody. You were moody. Tom, you are moody. Girl, girl. She is I'm a rolling mood. my eyes at that statement right now. <laughs> yeah. um, She's a mood. She's com- a moment. Com- She's a mood. You're completely right, though. I guess the thing is about suicidal thoughts, they can be incredibly isolating. So it does take a huge amount of strength to reach out to people. The people around you are your first port of call, but sadly not everybody has people around them full stop or people who understand. But there are agencies out there. Like if you're in the UK, um, you know, Samaritans is an accessible um, resource there's always somebody on the other end of the phone to talk to and also but you know with how mental health services work in the uk if anybody feels truly like they're struggling so much that they're contemplating ending their own life you can go to a and e and you will see um a, a representative from mental health services there and they can take it from there cool mm. look at that you had to one up me, didn't you? You couldn't I just did. let me be the psychiatrist. You couldn't <laughs> just let me have a moment. We just, you know, we're giving solid advice. All of us, you know, I, I feel like I'm a psychiatrist by proxy. I just feel like I'm now, like, among my friends, I'm the one that they ask for advice. What, you mean when you ask me what messages yeah. send back to your friends? <laughs> so my friends message me with their problems, and I'm like, Tom, 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 how do you respond to this? How, what would you say? And then I word for word write it down, and I change a few words to make it still sound like me. Like and then I send it, and then they're like, oh my god, Bola, you just always know what to say. And I'm Bello. like, what can I say? I'm mature now. I'm a, I'm a grown man. When did you become so wise, Yeah, Bello, wow, Bola, it looks like you're smart and... <laughs> And, and like you're a great performer and you're also really really like caring like you're hot and caring like <laughs> where do you get off we need to talk about the musical focus okay uh the musical was good cinderella was she did a good job i thought yeah she was really solid and like she was in every scene so she had that role she conveyed like the sweetness of the role and like in a, like almost like a kind of clueless kind of like fairy taleish sweetness throughout most of it yes and then i love the twist at the end yes Great, great performance. 
great. She's really she good. heard the fairy tale movements, and, yeah. and when I say that, like there, there's a way that a fairy tale, like if you've been to Disneyland or seen any person do a fairy tale, there's a way that they walk, and there's mm-hmm. a, the strength in their stride and the asymmetry with the shoulders and the hands. Um, it is very out. that. Yeah, it's it? very, yeah. it's very that, and there's it's a, it's a classic look up, but to the side, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's a look that she's dreaming does. off into the distance. Yeah, I, she did she a great job. She conveyed that really, really well. You could tell she'd studied cinderella type characters um i will say she didn't have lots of lols but i don't think her role called for that and her punchline like came at the end well the, the lol when she's cleaning the toilet but I'm not was like, good, i actually. thought that was genius but that was like you know she was just like she was churning butter I, that's what they were referring to right no cleaning toilets tom but like the thing between her legs i think there's certain humor that is um that i think that that was a brave thing for her to do as a trans woman as well definitely i think definitely. I, for her to do that mm-hmm. as a trans woman it just shows her confidence and who she is yeah and her commitment to the role mm-hmm. and to the humor and that was there was the beauty of that moment i was like oh my gosh that's amazing i think i think she's probably the winner this week do you think because I think she because did she her did, role so well. She did such a good job of yeah. the lead role. Yeah, yeah she yeah. did a, a great job as a lead. There are a few other standouts that I'm sure we'll get to. Can I just say, overall, I saw no weak link. No, really good I overall. saw no weak link here. So I don't know how the judges... Are go- For me, it comes down to the runway, absolutely. I saw no mm. weak links, but I did see strengths. I did see people who stood out. Yeah. So the next person who stood out to me was... Um, well, they, to be honest, they all did. The three sisters were great. I thought, because, you know, we see Ivy, mm-hmm. like, you know, she's, I, I see Ivy as the next to go. But Ivy did a good job in her role by the sister, with, this, with the sisters. They all did a great job. She was great in her characterization. I loved the fact that she was in the wheelchair because she didn't have to rely on movement. So she mm-hmm. had to be, like, she sees herself as a dancer's performer. And when do you shine as a dance performer? When you're dancing on stage. But because she she was isolated she, she was stuck in that wheelchair she had to use her face more and rely on giving more expressions mm. and i think this is the most variety of facial expressions and upper movement that i've seen in ivy so i think that that actually helped her i feel i'm gonna say just i'm gonna slightly counter that and I say that like again it was super duper strong and everybody was really really good i thought ivy was was great but if i have to choose somebody that slightly faded into the background whether it was like being stuck in a wheelchair or the role or what i did think it was her i i i I will disagree there i disagree with you i i really do feel that you are gonna be like many other people who are already seeing her as the next to go and already discounting the the performance that she gave there was nothing there was nothing bad about her performance you're not my brain okay so don't (laughs) well i'm i was a psychiatrist not long ago i just gave some advice moment to go let's Um, talk about the other two sisters while we're here for me the standout of the sisters was actually vivaldi i found her very on and very humorous and she was like this kind of like shitty almost like um gothy kind of moody snow white which i really enjoyed there was this bit where she was like giving vanessa cinderella the finger and she was like stuck with it for ages that i I found really really funny do you know what i find with things like that i think that when you rely on if if your emotion is to be vulgar and you do things like pointing the fingers to um 
is your way of showing how to be vulgar that to me isn't creative that to me is like the obvious thing if you want to be vulgar you do other things that show it but if you're going to constantly rely on the the obvious i don't like i don't like that okay I don't. You, it's a performer. You need to find other ways, okay? If that's your first go-to for vulgar, what's your next? Go with that. That usually is a better. But that was just obvious. Wow, you're pointing the fingers to show that you're a mean person. Clap, clap for you. No, I didn't like that. <laughs> well, you know what you said to me a minute ago about seeing Ivy as next go? I think you're seeing something similar with Vivaldi. I'm not so saying that. Let's I'm just move saying... on to the countess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the things that you're, you're saying was a strength. I, I would see that as... Mm, no. Can I just say I loved Countess's like McQueen esque kind of butterfly petal duster dress coat thing. It was a the Countess for me. This is the most um, performance she I've gotten from her. Yeah, she, yeah, personality. So mm-hmm. that's the word. She. This is the most personality I've seen from her, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. I really enjoyed her. She kept up with the other two as a threesome. They were great. I re- I, they were great. They were, you know, it's easy to get lost in those threesome roles. Like if we think of the season six Ruse call with uh, like the three generic girls, you know, with the, <laughs> it was uh, Jocelyn and Laganja and April Carry On. And they just kind of like mold into Oh, no, one. no. She really, really <laughs> went, went there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. And also... With, no, um, I'm the star. No, no, I'm the star. <laughs> um, and also in uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK too, they're mm-hmm. cats. Oh, the, yeah. Um, there was Sister Sister. Who was actually a standout. She was the most competent of the three. Yeah. So when you're in the threesome, either there's someone that makes you that, that just takes the lead and mm-hmm. is like amazing, and then the others fade. Or yeah, I thought you know in that one, obviously Cherry ended up in the bottom, and Lawrence was lucky to be kept out of the bottom that week. Mm. Yeah. So it can go one of two ways, but they were great. Now, if we move on to the other girls, these other three, if you ask me, were my other standouts. Who I I found something to really enjoy about each of them. Kita. Keita, I thought like Keita was like really dark and sexy. There was like a lot going on here. I was like, she was almost like a drag king. She would give me like Landon Cider vibes. Oh my gosh, she was. Yeah, do you know like when Landon was um, the Wolfman, basically yeah. like sexy um, kind of muscle daddy Wolfman. Yeah, she had all that going on. I thought this was such a cool blending of like. She wasn't really Red Riding Hood. She was the wolf dressed as Red Riding Hood, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, really seductive. Um, again, they do not shy away from their drugs references in this show. Well, in Holland, cannabis it, is not drugs, that's life. But she, she gave... Is it? I'm sorry, I, I, I'm she, not speaking for those who live in Holland. I know, you kind of are. Um, um, she, she gave the prince a pill as well. Like, oh, true. That's not legal in Holland. It's only cannabis in very specific situations, like in a cafe that's legal. The things that they get away with here would not fly on the BBC. They really would not. But um, she was great. She had like lots of really dark, sexy stage presence, and I loved it. Yes. Mm. I like yeah, the androgyny. Mm. The androgyny. I like what and she brought. The scary but sexy the wolf, quality. The wolfy makeup was great. Like, you know, like screw me hard with a chainsaw. Or- oh, gosh. Or Maybe not a chainsaw. me gently with a chainsaw. It's, it's That's what it is. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw is yeah. the expression. Sorry, sorry, Tom. I don't, <laughs> just because she's vulgar, I'm not. I shan't, I shan't say that. I shan't. Um, Keita did good. Keita did great. great. Poonie. So Poonie had the dual role. Poonie, again, like really comedic, always on. Really embraced this kind of like um, 
you know, drunk, burping, fairy godmother kind of character. Um, I enjoyed her. I thought she was really good. What did you think? Papuni did a very successful job with mm-hmm. both of the roles. She chose well, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. I think she, yeah. I think they're both kind of goofy, kind of characters, kind of. The prince is kind of hapless, wasn't he? Mm. He was kind of like, oh, you know, I think I'm the sexy DJ prince, but I get rejected at the last minute. And it turns out that I'm not. I, what do they call um Some sort of deception anyway, when you see somebody in the dark and they're hot. In a club, and then you see them like in the kebab shop. I call that a Friday night, um, early morning, Saturday morning, yeah. when you're like, "Was I making up with you?" There's a really good song by Nicola Roberts from Girls Loud called "Disco Blisters and a Come Down" that has this whole line about somebody being hot in the club. Then you see them in the kebab shop, and you're like, "What? What am I thinking?" Because kebab shop lights are really, really harsh. Right? <laughs> oh my god! Right. So you go from like this, like multicolored disco ball and yeah. mainly dark area, and then you see them, and then you walk into a kebab shop, and it's just like the sun. <laughs> it's the sun, and but you're like, "What is it's, this?" It's not golden hour. It is like <laughs> like harsh early morning light. <laughs> Even drag queens shy away from that light. It is that bright. It, is, yeah. it does no one any favors. It does mm-hmm. no favors to anyone. Yeah. But I, yeah, definitely did a great job. My little Poonie did a great job. Let's talk about Mama. I thought I loved Tabitha in this. I thought she was funny. She was on constantly. She had great stage presence. Can I also say that she looked beautiful? She did look beautiful. This should be what Tabitha does all the time. Tabitha, can me. you can you like realize that this aesthetic works for you? Like you know, lovely wavy hair, big wavy hair, um, thigh high slit, boobs pushed up, do it all the time, and l- lovely legs. The oh, legs. she's got great pins, isn't she? Great characterization. I liked it. I think that she did a great job. I think as an ensemble, well done to Holland. Really good, really strong. You, There were no weak links here. No weak links mm-hmm. at all. Great job. Before we go into the runway and stuff, so if we're thinking we have to pick, like, pick a winner and one or two other highs. Yeah, the winner for me. Look, for me, the highs is Team Rocket and Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I can go for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Team Rocket and Vanessa, uh-huh. um, they are just, they're a deadly duo. They really are. There's we have nothing... never seen anything like this on Drag Race where a, t- a pair have come in and just completely dom. This is Tia Toomey and Matt Fraser with the CrossFit <laughs> Games. Yeah. They are coming in and they are, uh, I mean, they're going to have a show after this and we will be there. I I would love to. They're so multi-talented. It would be a fabulous show. Do you know what? A great thing about them as well is that they are not afraid to move away from the femininity of a drag, mm-hmm. their drag queen. They are not afraid to to look stupid and silly. And when yeah. you can let all of it go, when you really don't care and you just, you, all you want to do was entertain and perform mm-hmm. and that comes first before vanity, mm-hmm. you are unstoppable. And that is something that they, the Team Rocket have. They've, they've got a modern and like inventive feel about them. Like yeah. they could take drag anywhere. They, yeah, mm. they are there. I would give the win can go to any one of them, but I would want the win to go to Vanessa. I feel like that might happen given the whole nature of the plot lines going on this episode. And I would like to see Vanessa get it this episode. It'd feel like a really true recognition and a very justified win. I want, I wanted, yeah, for me, I wanted a win because she's her and team rocker any one of them getting the win would be justified but i want vanessa to get the win because this would make it a fairy tale complete do you know it would it would make it a darling moment complete for her and for the show 
if, you've got, to, if you've got to choose somebody who's in the bottom two, who are you going to go for? I would go on. I would go on Shrek record. I'm sorry. I'm I'm pulling up the all stars. I, I would go on Shrek record and I would say no one did bad, so now I have to go. How have the other been? How have the other queens been the previous weeks? So for me, I would then go. Okay, Ivy has been in the bottom twice. I'm sorry, girl. But I, have I, I can go with here. Ivy's the only one who I genuinely and we didn't agree on it. But Ivy was the one who I thought maybe faded into the background a little. No, she didn't. No, okay, but we didn't agree, and that's fine. Um, and is there anybody else who you could possibly push down there? Um, it would have to be if I had to choose another person. It would be if you go on track record, it's Tabitha, you know. Oh, then Tabitha. No, 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 no. I would actually have to say Countess, only because she's no Vivaldi. She, she's slightly okay. It'll be one of the. It, it's between the trio. Yeah, I would say Vivaldi. Okay, cool. The category for the runway is a statement on the Ma- runway. Making a statement on the first up, we have Tabitha. So Tabitha, um, I think this is. Probably Tabitha's best runway look so far. It's not super duper complex or complicated. It's essentially a pretty dress with statements printed on it. But her shape is gorgeous and her hair and makeup are really, really good. And she looks like she looks like a gorgeous lady. I like that it's simple. I, I actually mm, like it's that quite it's, chic. it's it's simple. It's chic. It's very Chanel. And yeah. it's Ooh. very Ooh, look at you coming out with bronze. <laughs> well, you know, you know. Tell me, since you went viral, I've been. Um, I thought I'd start reading. Oh, okay. Thought I'd start reading your your essays that accommodate your uh, your looks on the Instagram. Okay. Um, uh, but I do like that. I like that she. It is exactly the runway theme. Mm-hmm. What is a statement? And she is not only is it a statement dress. It is literally a dress full of statements and it's, and it's i got, yeah. i love that i love that it's it's simple but it is very strong it says a lot literally it's, i look fat ugly xxl fat dick fat fuck everything's on there it's perfect i i love how she you know the ultimate thing is is kind of like okay you've said all these things to me but i'm just gonna still like look fabulous there's all these statements that are negative about her body type and she looks gorgeous yeah um i think the kind of bandagey dress uh, kind of aspect of it. it reminds me a bit of kind of those Eve Lager dresses that were about but there was and I don't know who the designer was but Tess you know uh, is it Tess uh, Tess Holiday the really plus size model uh, was was modelling a look that was all about and it was like things like sample size were printed on there and it was a statement about size and kind of you know sizeism in the fashion industry mm. it reminded me a bit of that yeah next up we got Ivy Elise Ivy Elise, and her theme was Stop Asian Hate, which is obviously super duper important. Um, and something we did, we, we've mentioned within the past few months, isn't it? Just that it's the, the the kind of surge of Asian hate because of pure, obviously most hate is born of ignorance, but like related to coronavirus. It's but just it was sickening. there way before coronavirus. I know, I just want to say that like, you know, oh, it, it didn't just start from coronavirus. Asian hate's been there for a long time. Just any kind of hate against any kind of ethnic group is just, it's just born of the most pig ignorant shit. Yeah. It's just, it's maddening. There is no, I have no room in my life for anyone who is showing any hate to Asians, any hate to black people, any hate to any minority group mm. that you don't try it. Just don't. Don't try it, little boy. Yeah, I, I will fight with you 
Yes, yes, and you don't want to fight Paolo, actually. No. Um, so I think she looks super duper pretty. Obviously, the statement, the the shoulder piece is relating to coronavirus, and that's quite an avant-garde statement that she's making, like fashion-wise, as she comes out. Um, it is a little bit Gareth Pugh to me, you know, that kind of like distorted body spiky thing going on. Then she removes that, and it's essentially like a very pretty, like Tom Ford-esque dress going on. And she looks very, very pretty. I'm trying to think of what movie it was where pieces of one man was a crab. <laughs> crab? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I can't... Can't picture it, actually. Um, are you thinking Moana again? No. Oh, gosh, no. No. Anyway, moving on. But some sort of crab-human hybrid is what you're visualizing. Stop Asian hate. I love the message. I don't love the dress. I think that compared to the other looks on the runway, it doesn't stand up in the same way. But she, I looks, think if, she looks very pretty. If your, if your message was very, you know, stop Asian hate, I would I wear a piece that automatically says, um, you know, something oriental. Or wear something that references an oriental designer like yeah. Wupe or somebody. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like a really like, iconic I mean, I'm just Chinese thinking Jujubee's finale look on oh. All Stars. Oh, oh right, mm. right. I think that... Could stop Asian hate. She, she does. <laughs> that look- would stop. That would end Asian hate. That dress <laughs> alone will yeah. solve the problem. Absolutely. Um, I do. I do get like a little bit of a crazy rich Asians vibe off this look. Oh, true. Just true. like it, you know, it's it. You know, it looks like a kind of chic, nice dress. Yeah. But I do get where you're coming from. I could have like. For a stop Asian hate statement, we could have seen a little bit more of a heritage in there, maybe. But there we go. But she looks. Beautiful. beautiful. She beautiful. Look beautiful. Now, Poonie with uh, addiction. This is really interesting look, wasn't it? And it was very performative with the smashing of the sugar glass bottles and stuff. It, she made a really great impact as she walked out. Um, I think overall this look is grey. I like the clash of colours, the kind of like methadone green around her neck and the like blood crimson of the bodysuit. The bodysuit reminds me, if anything, of, you know, like Selena's kind of iconic uh red sequin red red kind of sparkly jumpsuit uh but i don't think that's what she was going for it's just what it reminds me of um it's it's very kind of like the the blood symbolizes the suffering of addiction to me i think this is very good and very impactful oh see i would not have known that this was addiction i i don't see addiction at all not even with the performance with the bottles and stuff I think the before yeah not I see in the look I don't see it in the look but with the performance I I see that I I see the resistance and then the no mm. more alcohol and the performance told me it. but so, um, to me it kind of references IV drug use specifically because the the there's the blood and the the green is very methadone green I, I don't know um, I don't know what methadone is methadone Tom. is a I'm me- what you they call it's, pure <laughs> it's an opiate that's used uh, that's prescribed for people who are addicted okay. to heroin to, okay. to minimize their use so, of heroin. There it is. And I it's bright green. I don't understand um, I don't know drugs. If that's, I don't know if that's what she's going for, but that's what it reminds me of. Okay. Well, if, if you feel like it hit it, then it hit it. I just think puny oil looks gorgeous. How, uh, uh, it's probably not my favorite look on the runway, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah? 
Yeah, we okay. we're good with that? Yeah. Cool. Now, the next up we have Countess and her just breaking boundaries. I want to say that I love this dress. You know me. I love colors. I love that fabric. It's very uh, however, lovely. there's no breaking boundaries. She had I a pretty dress it. that she wanted to wear. She had a pretty dress and she made it th- the theme. I mean, she does look gorgeous. And I love I love the colors of the print. I agree with you. It's very like watercolor. You know, this, this could... It could be any designer, really. You know, it could be kind of... It could be Versace. It could be McQueen. It could be Jean-Baptiste Valley. This is kind of like this maxi dressy, kind of flowy, beachy quality. But it's very, very beautiful. Yeah, it's um, a beautiful dress, but it did not fit she the had, thing. She, she, this, this, this is the first time I've thought that Countess brought something rather than thought about the theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you like the wig? Not my favorite on her. Yeah, same. I don't but like the wig. It would look be- I don't like the way she's pushed it behind her ears. If it fell around her face, maybe with some like face framing, kind of like long bangs. That that'd yeah, be nice. The, the wig for me was like, oh girl, that dress is so amazing. Your face is so amazing. And then that wig. She's got the kind of beautiful face that doesn't need bangs ever, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Vivaldi, who um who says it's deforestation, but nothing about this look says deforestation to me the color scheme is very kind of like blood on white isn't it it's very similar to like um kita and vanessa from last week you know it's got that horror kind of like blood spattered quality to it yeah rather than this is not a flame or forest color scheme having said that it is a beautiful look i mean this is exactly the same as counters amazing look but it doesn't fit the theme. She's got like this um, your new look silhouette. The headpiece is really interesting, and all the pearl like embellishments around her face. I mean, it's it's a stunning outfit. I love it's, the look. The look is amazing. It's strong. I love the dress. Mm-hmm. I love the headpiece. I love everything about this look on its own. Yeah, but, it but just it's doesn't. It's not deforestation, girl. Girl. The, I mean, you know, <laughs> Rasha Hara's tree on her head look was more deforestation y. Yeah. yeah. Don't wear red and tell me it's green. <laughs> Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's okay, red. Okay, exactly. <laughs> but I love the look. Now, let's go to the winner of the week, uh, Vanessa. I mean, this is beautiful. I love Wow. She, she walked out in like this emo hoodie. Uh, wow with the statements on it with obviously knowing the story that we know about vanessa this week there were incredibly sad and touching s- statements about ending her life and her suicidal thoughts and feelings and then she takes it off and we see one of the most beautiful trans pride dresses i think we've ever seen on drag race um lo- i always love the trans flag color scheme i think this like, is the best outfit the best um Trans theme outfit. I mean, I'm not being funny, but the trans community were very, very good at choosing out their colours for the trans flag because they're beautiful. They're my favourite They're beautiful. People know me. I love pastels. Pastels. Call me Debbie because I love pastels. (laughs) Debbie. Pastels. I mean, powder blue and, you know, baby pink. Wow. Always goes well together. Um, the panelling and everything, it's so, so pretty. There's a little bit of a Grecian goddess thing going on with the kind of like swathes of fabric, but the, the cutouts and the panels remind me. There's this really cool um, designer brand uh, called Namilia um, where they do lots of like cutouts and sections and stuff. So it reminds me a bit of that. Um, but overall, the overall impact is so stunning. This she- look has sealed her as a potential winner for this week. Yeah, and the statement is there as well. Signed, the statement is clear. Sealed. 
delivered. Now, my other favorite look on the runway is Keita. Yeah, the reveal, actually. Keita is a force. The difference between Keita and Puni for me, they're Team Rocket until mm-hmm. it comes to the runways because Keita just... Keita rockets off. Keita has had some of the best runways every single week. That's luck as well. I love... So she comes out and it's, the statement was obvious from the outset because it was about mental health. So she comes out in the straight jacket look, um, which, you know, you could debate as a slightly dubious taste, but it's, it's drag. It's drag. And she's making a visual statement. Um, and there was actually a Gucci runway from the past couple of years that was like very straight jacket heavy. So, like, it's there in, in the fashion world. So, you work in fashion, really, mm. Tom. Mm. You need to you need to step up your costumes. I really do. Well, I'm, I've got to wear scrubs at the moment. I really hate them. Yeah, I but hate make it fashion. Scrubs. But make it fashion, Tom. You can do it. I always roll up my sleeves to show off a bit more bicep, and that's the best I can do, frankly. <laughs> that's all I can do with their fabric. Please. It's polyester. It's polyester. What can you Absolutely do with polyester? Absolutely disgusting. I hate them. <laughs> Wish I could go back to wearing, like, you know, shirts and chinos. Um... But then she reveals it. And again, it's a very like Bowie-esque Kansai Yamamoto. Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust kind of. I heard you say it oh and my... I really wanted to get in there. You Sorry. T- you wrote that down, didn't you? I heard you say Ziggy Stardust. I'm like, oh, so, Ziggy Stardust. You're like, to say that Ziggy Stardust about it. is apparently a thing. Yeah. I'm write Can you that spell down. that? Can you spell that, please? <laughs> Ziggy Stardust. Who is she? Who is she? She sounds amazing. <laughs> Where's she from? Yeah. Uh, I love this look. So good. So the winner this week for me is going to be Vanessa. The bottom is going to be, based on track record and the runway, I'm going to put the bottoms as um, Ivy. And also, for me, the thing, it's it's between um, deforestation and breaking boundaries. And that is the Countess and um, Vivaldi. Because that is not, they have missed the mark. Beautiful. But doesn't they've they made have, a pretty yeah, dress fit the fit theme? The theme, and yeah. if and then I would probably choose Vivaldi because that is absolute. No, I would, actually, I love that elf. I love both of the outfits. I can't choose. <laughs> For me, the two the two runways I don't who are the least prettiest is um, Ivy and Poonies. Poonies are my performance two. is too good, though. Exactly. That's why Poonies not going to be in the bottom. That's why, that's why it's going to but be they, between they... Um, the Countess and Vivaldi. You know, Poonies still looks expensive. It still looks like a, a, a great look in many ways. It's, it's unfortunate for Ivy that pretty as she looks, it just doesn't hit the same standard as everything else on that stage. Yeah. Make up your mind. Say a name. In terms of bottoms, um, Ivy with... I'm just going to have to stick to with either Countess or Vivaldi. All right, let's have a look. So, um, first of all, let's just say who the winner was. The winner was My Little Pony. My Little Pony. um, Which I I personally disagree with, obviously. I've already given my reasons. She was at least in our top three. We she said was Team top. Rocket and Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I said that I'd be happy with either of them getting the win. So I'm being a hypocrite. I take it back. Congratulations, my little puny. You won. Tom, I don't understand fashion the way you do. You loved the outfit. I didn't. But they loved it. And I think that gave her the edge. I'm sorry. What, what I do deserve. I 
What I disagree with was that Vanessa was bottom three. Completely agree with you, yeah. That was transphobic. I'm sorry. It was your not to transphobia, yeah. and I'm reporting them to Glad. And she should she, she should have said that. Mm. Wow, high trans. Uh, this is exactly why I wore that outfit because I knew that there was transphobia in this panel. No, um, there was no in no world was she in the bottom. They, she, she shouldn't have been at all. The the feedback I heard from these people on the panel. Um, not judges. Some of them were. <laughs> some of them were saying something about you're outshined by the big personalities. It's it's called contrast. First yes. of all, it's called contrast. <laughs> you can't have everyone at a hundred. You can't have everyone being mm. crude and stupid. You need a contrast of personalities. She is the purity. Yeah. She is that. You have to be that. You, she's not going to go out pointing fingers, being loud and bowdy. No, that's mm-hmm. that's not Cinderella. She played her role really well. And then they said that you played it too. Sweet. Um, that is not a critique. That is a that is good feedback. That uh-huh. is that she she did the role well. She is a sweet girl who went high. They, they were nicer to her face than they were behind her back in the judging. Make that we will. Um, I think so. They pulled a Vivaldi. Well, the, yeah, they did. Well, speaking of Vivaldi, I think there's a little bit of Vivaldi favoritism going on because Vivaldi was the first one declared safe, and she'd actually got fairly harsh critiques. I said it. We said it. Vivaldi's getting a push. There is no way that the bottom three should have been Vanessa, especially with that address. So going down to it, like the bottom two uh, who are lip syncing. Countess and Ivy. Ivy, yeah, which I can't disagree with. We basically said it's going to be two of the three. Yeah, chorus but girls, we said basically. Ivy and one of the other sisters. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what's happened. Now, we have just watched Lip Sync. We don't know who to, they've chosen to we stay don't, yet. But it was Free Your Mind by On Vogue, which we've also just seen in All Stars 6. Yes. Uh, Serena versus Jiggly. I want to say Fabulous that song. the manic energy, the aggressive energy that we get from um, Ivy actually worked in this Lip Sync uh-huh. because it's Free Your Mind. So it worked. But... She, even even for a song where her energy fits it, mm-hmm. she even got too crazy. For me, it got too manic at the end where she went like That's crazy it. and crazy. At the end. Like you need to control your emotion. You need to really control your energy. Like you don't don't go on stage and throw it out there at a hundred. Like you there there's a way that you you give it off. You don't you're not always at a hundred. You mm-hmm. choose your moments. I agree. <laughs> just went, wow. <laughs> I was like, but um, I really feel that even though this is her third time in the bottom, the countess all she did was walk back and forth and walk to the back of the stage and then walk back to the front and then walk to the left and then mm. walk to the right. She, I don't think that she really knew the song. I don't yeah. think she understood the song. I don't think she got Unfortun- the feel of it. Unfortunately, even though she has a win, she she has to be going home because she was killed off by Ivy. I, I, I can't disagree with anything you've said. Like. I will say Ivy gave like good attitude for about like 70% of the performance, then went a bit manic, but that attitude really paid off. She embodied the song. Yeah, she embodied the song. She understood it. Um, Countess, much as I love her and beautiful and stunning fashion queen that she is, exactly what you said. She strutted up and down a bit and she looked really, really pretty. And I don't think she'd ever heard this song before. Tom, you said it exactly. She's a fashion girl. She was walking the runway during that lip sync. Beautifully. She was beautiful. walking straight, walking left to the right, to the left, back to the back of the room, back to the front of the room. And that garment was my flowing. My prediction that it's Ivy. Yeah. Shall we have a look, see who won? That's also my prediction. 
And that was bullshit. That was bullshit. Bullshit, Vivian. Bullshit. I want to call bullshit. They said that because the lip sync sucked, we have to look at overall performance. No. That lip sync, whether you think it sucked or not, there was someone who sucked even more. And that was the Countess. You can't walk up and down the runway left and right and just look pretty. No, I disagree. She did a good runway. Uh, um, um, Ivy did a good lip sync. I agree. I agree. They did tell Countess off for her performance. No, no. They should have told Countess sashay away because she lost that lip sync i can we're on the same page this was very it's, unfair to ivy ivy won that lip sync there was none of this because you were both bad no 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 this is the first time sorry um fred i've been with you but this episode <laughs> vanessa in the bottom uh-huh. ivy ivy going home over that lip sync the countess i felt i was like okay countess girl you did my makeup for a year this is it this is your one this is your the, one pass yeah, this there is your one, one pass there's not gonna be another one that was bullshit. I'm sorry. Um, I, I know Ivy had the bad track record, but Ivy won the lip sync. You should have stayed true to that. It was unfair to Ivy. She did perform the best in the lip sync. But home she has gone. Back to the Mermaid Mansion. Um, and we're left with our top six. And next week it looks like a makeover episode. And I always love a makeover. Yes. So that's going to be exciting. I mean, she walked in the mermaid and she left the mermaid. She left the mermaid, yes. It's true. And we have the makeover next week. Tom's going to be excited. Now, um, if you don't listen to our all stars, um, we're going to try to get the podcast out as soon as we can next week. Um, (laughs) What we can do. I will be in Essex um, going past London for some competitions and um, it will be out. So if we're out a little late next week, we are sorry, but it will be out eventually, Mm -hmm. okay? So thank you very much for joining us at Spilling the GNT Podcast. Do us a favor. If you like the podcast, tell a friend that watches the show about it um, and get them to listen to Spilling the GNT. We're on nearly every platform. Follow us on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. Spilling the GNT Podcast. And Twitter. Find us on Twitter as well. Yeah. And write us a review either on Apple, we where you're listening to us, review. or if you can go on podcast.com, write it there. Hey, it, w- it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for joining Dr. Tom and I. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>